We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio. Around 11.30 as we're getting going here on this Wednesday. Hope all you guys are doing uh, doing well. It is Wednesday, right? Yeah, it's Wednesday. I think so. Okay. I lose track. Days of the week are really bad right now. I the, the kid hasn't started school back yet, and I think that's the only thing that kind of centers me on days of the week at all. So I'm I'm, I'm struggling, but we are uh, we're getting there. Here with you today, we will discuss uh, a variety of topics, all of which we're not even aware of yet. But we've done a few thousand of these, so we'll figure it out as we uh, go here. Talking to you in a minute. We've learned just to get on the road. There's some sort of figure out your way. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll go there in a second. So anyway, first, uh, the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Remember to go use the self-checkout they have uh, that's debuted here in the last week or so. Go use it. Doesn't matter what uh, is going on in line or how busy it is because it's a great convenience store, so it's going to be busy. But you can go in, you can check yourself out and get back on the road there at the Blue Sky location on Highway 6. And in all Blue Sky locations throughout Mississippi, you can download the Speed Pass Plus app, use it, earn points, and save money. And maybe while you're here locally, you get the lunch special that's five sixty nine, two sides, bread, thirty two ounce drink. And if you pulled in the parking lot, maybe you're in a Clark Ford. You should be six six two two five seven nineteen hundred is that number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within fifteen minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Uh, guest, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Again, a reminder, yesterday we talked to Ole Miss Athletics Director Keith Carter. We also talked to linebacker Chance Campbell. You can see those on our YouTube channel. You can... Um, Go back and listen to yesterday's podcast. Guests join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Uh, Rafters uh, on the Water is open this weekend. You can go, uh, was today Wednesday we said? Yeah, today's Wednesday, so it yep. opens at 5 today. I have no idea why my email notifications are st- starting again, but I've got to figure that out in a minute. We can probably figure out how to kill it. Yeah. Uh, on the Water starts at 5. Great uh, margaritas, frozen daiquiris, waterfront views, the whole deal there at Rafters uh, on the water in Oxford and also Rafters on the Square and Rafters New Albany. 
we obviously had a pretty packed football show yesterday, which, uh, as it should, have taken precedent. I will say a uh, story of yesterday with the transfer pitcher in uh, Jake Washburn. Uh, transfers to Ole Miss from Oregon State. He um, pitched two seasons there for the Beavers, the pandemic shortened 2020 and then 2021, including where they were basically trying to throw his arm off. He threw three straight days in the NCAA tournament. Ooh. Oregon State uh, pitched against Dallas Baptist. Or Oregon State played Dallas Baptist in the regional final, losing to the Patriots um, there in uh, in Fort Worth. But um, So big another big addition for Ole Miss, when he and John Gaddis, they have at least had the potential to retool the pitching staff, his final five, Ole Miss, LSU, Arkansas, Oklahoma State, and Texas Tech took official visits to all five of those uh, those programs and um, then committed and signed thusly with the uh, Rebels. So show up in a couple weeks. He said he had three uh, three main goals, to get better, to win, and to start. So I, 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 I almost kind of chuckled on the call, but I thought, well, opportunity to start is here, bud. You picked a good spot for, uh, for that one. But he is the uh, son of Jared Washburn, who pitched – 12 years in the major leagues. Oh, is that he, right? Uh, yeah. Holy shit, we're getting old. Yeah, pitched 12 years in the major leagues, uh, including was on the 2002 uh, Angels World Series team, won over 100 games as a starting pitcher. Jared Washburn's old enough to have a college kid? His kid's a junior in college coming up. <laughs> and didn't have him like crazy early. I actually looked this up. Like He was born when Jared was like 25 or something. I was going to say like Jared had him when he was like 14. I mean... Well, he's been done for almost 10 years. Yeah, I know, man. Time, it's uh, it's kind of hit me here in the last few days, like, just, just how much time flies. Yeah. Um, Jake pitched for Team USA this summer. He was on the collegiate national team with Jacob Gonzalez and Hayden Dunhurst. He uh, – he got to pitch actually one inning against Team USA. The Olympic team played the collegiate national team in a few games leading up to the Olympics. And the Olympic team is coached by Mike Sosha, so he was able to pitch against his dad's former uh, skipper there with the uh, the Angels. Sosha was the manager for the Angels World Series team in 02. So anyway, he will, uh, he'll be here in a couple weeks, and I would definitely like his chances to probably be in the starting rotation when uh, February gets here and Ole Miss opens wherever Ole Miss opens. I have no idea what their schedule looks like for uh, 2022. But big addition, probably done in the portal. That's two starting pitchers now. Frankly, there aren't many hitters out there for the SEC level that haven't already decided what they're doing. And B, Ole Miss returning every damn body offensively, it's not a very attractive place for somebody in the Kale portal. Baker's to go. gone. Well, Tim Elko will play that spot, I have a feeling. So uh, I have a feeling they'll just insert and try not to have too big of a fall off for uh, for next spring there at the uh, at the first base spot, something like that. So, yeah, there's been several times where I felt really old on this because, I mean, I think – I mean, I have no idea what the inner workings of these relationships are, but I remember from the broadcast in Arlington, start of the baseball season, um, those announcers that were god-awful for Flow Sports, they mentioned that Justin Bench was dating Jason Grimsley's daughter. And kind of had the same thing. And I wow. went, God, Jason Grimsley's kid. A's at Ole Miss, but B, wow, really? Johnny <laughs> Bench's kid dating Justin Grimsley's Jason daughter. Grimsley's Jason Grimsley's daughter. Unbelievable. I mean, power odds. Can you imagine the baseball acumen there? I mean, that, that, it's basically like Agassi and Steffi Groff. I mean, all you're missing from that is Fred. No, Mc- no bar and Mia Ham. Fred McGriff and the Kool-Aid man. I mean, that's that's all that you're missing. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh <laughs> there's, just, there's, there's a few of those, but now Washburn kind of the same thing because for whatever reason that doesn't feel that long ago. I mean, it was kind of like because it wasn't that long ago. It's been almost two decades though since the World Series. Yeah, I mean it's 19 years since they won the World Series. 
I don't even remember who was on that Angels team at this moment, but two thousand two Angels. Yeah, that would have been Tim Salmon. Yeah, that's right. Um, Garrett Anderson. Oh yeah, Garrett Anderson who was on my fantasy team forever. Was he really? Yeah. Did you actually check it? Back in the day. Yeah. Oh yeah, back then I was like super locked into it. Were you really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pulling up the 2002 Angels actually now. I'm curious. This this is what we do on Wednesdays, and we have nothing. Jim Edmonds was on that team. He was on that team. Mm-hmm. He was a Cardinal after that. Everybody's been Cardinals, so I mean, it's, you know, I saw a John Lester thing in the in the live stream. Yeah, John Lester ago. pitched for the Cardinals last night. How'd that go? I think he lost. Are you happy about that? I don't know. I really what, like. What, what, what are we doing with Lester now as a Cardinal? Well, I don't want this to I mean, look. The Cardinals aren't good enough for it to matter. So I'm fine Be careful. with it. Nah, they, they do some weird stuff. They turned Jason Marquis into an ace there yeah, for a couple of years. They can't catch the Brewers and the Reds. They're not as good as those two teams. The Cardinals okay. are better than the Cubs, but they're not as good as those two teams. Okay. So you're rooting for him because the end result is not consequential. Yeah. If they were good, you'd have a harder time getting behind this situation. I think he gave up a homer to Jorge Soler, another former Cub who's now moved around with the Royals for a while, and now he's with the Braves. Yeah, he had a home. He had his first home run with the Braves yesterday. Troy Glaus, Troy Percival. Yeah, David their Eckstein. starting lineup was, or at least their most often starting lineup was Benji Molina, uh, Scott Spezio. Oh yeah, Adam Kennedy, David Eckstein, Troy Gloss, Garrett Anderson, Darren Erstad. Should remember that. Oh yeah. Tim Salmon and Brad Fulmer was the DH most often. Um, Benji Gill. That team that won team. a World Series? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are their pitchers? They won 99 games in the regular season. I didn't ask. Who are their pitchers? I'm looking. Hold on. Son of. Uh, let's see. Their starters were, I mean, really, truly, in hindsight, how the hell did this happen? Um, Mickey Calloway was on that team. John Lackey was on that team. Uh, Mark Luca Siewitz, I don't know, something like that. Uh, Al Levine, Levine, Dennis Cook, Scott Schoenweiss, Jared Washburn. I mean, these are seriously like the starters. Wow. Mike Sosha did a hell of a job with that group. Aaron Seeley, Troy Percival. That's the team that beat the Scott Shields. They beat the Giants. They beat Dusty Baker's team. They did, yeah. That was the World Series where Darren Baker almost got run over. That's correct, yes. Got pulled out of the way at the last second by somebody. Who pulled him out of the way? Is it J.T. Snow? J.T. Snow. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they went 99-63. and 63. They finished second in the AL West. So, I guess they were a wild, they were a wild card team. Um, They'd have to be, right? Then it says – Yeah. I don't know. Then it says they won the Divisional Series 3-1 over the Yankees, 4-1 over the Twins in the ALCS. I don't remember that Twins team being in the ALCS that year. And then, yeah, Game 7 against the uh, San Francisco Giants. Because Dusty Baker left to manage the Cubs the next year. Did he? Yeah. Game 7 was 4-1. It was 2002, is that correct? That's correct. 2003 was an interesting year. never mind. Yeah. 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 Giants won Game 1. Angels won Game 2. Angels won Game 3. And then the Giants actually won two in a row. Before the Angels won two in a row, mm. starting pit, the, the 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 winning pitchers in the World Series. It's kind of funny for both teams. Jason Schmidt, okay. Ramon Ortiz, Tim Morrell, uh, Brendan Donnelly, and John Lackey all won games in the World Series. That uh, did John Lackey pitch Game Seven? He uh, appeared to pitch Game Seven. Yeah, How about that? it's uh, John Lackey went two and zero in the World Series. Um, 
Levon Hernandez gets the loss for the Giants in Game 7, and then Troy Percival picked up his seventh save of the postseason. John Lackey had a hell of a career, didn't he? He was 23 at the time. And then 14 years later, helps the Cubs win the World Series. Yeah. How about that? Kind of neat. And, you know, he was that guy that he didn't care. He just didn't care. There was no pressure. Lackey? Yeah. He was the kind of person you had to have, I think. I did see Big Cat Bryant's uh, comments. I mean, look, he's at UCF. They stuck a camera in his face and asked him a question. Mike Bianchi probably told him the answer before he asked him the question. And they, I never they have a problem on. with the player saying, yeah, we think we can win a bunch of games. Yeah. The alternative is, yeah, we think we're going to lose. Yeah, how do you think he'd be in the SEC? Oh, we'd suck. All right. We would go 0-12. I, I think we could beat Vanderbilt. I mean, I played at Auburn, and these scrubs I'm playing with now yeah. couldn't hold a candle. To these <laughs> what was he supposed to say? Yeah. I love it when – We suck so bad, we'd take Bo Nix right now. Like, yeah, like, what, what, what do you want to say? <laughs> Sorry, Grant. It was like when they got all upset at, at uh, Bo Wallace that year when he talked about what's the goal against Alabama. The goal was to win the game. Well, what, we are the Bama media starts like crucifying him. Yeah. And it's like, what? And Bo was like, wait, what did I say? <laughs> I said we're going to try to win. As opposed to we're going to try to lose? Bo justifiably got pretty pissed off after that. He was really mad. It was one he of those really moments mad. where I, I realized – because a lot of people will lump us all into one media, like that happened to us a little bit last week. Um, Bo walked into that room the next week, admitted he didn't want to be there, and then said, but I'm okay with a handful of you guys. I'll talk to you. Because you didn't do it. And I think I actually knew that a couple of us had pretty much vehemently defended him. Yeah. To the point that, it was Casa Grande that caused the problem. Grudges are held to this day. Yeah. Between some of those people. Yeah. It was Casa Grande that yeah. really flamed it. And, and who's he cover now? He's still covering Alabama, doesn't he? Is he really? I think so. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm not going to make the WGC this year. I, I mean, I've been several years when it's up there, but I'm no, I'm not doing golf this week. The weather's pretty good today, but I think we're going back to surface of the sun for a few days. So, no. Yeah. I'm not walking around a golf course. Anybody who got up this morning and went, oh, it's fall, you've never lived here. (laughs) We're not done. (laughs) No. No. It's it's August the 4th, cats. You got a two, three day reprieve. Mother Nature will tell you when she's done, and she's not done. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Johan Santana was in that postseason. Yeah. Anyway. You know, it's funny, and Ginger says too soon for Neil to talk about 2003. I can talk about it now. Is it because they won one? Probably. Because you you did. Your mood was different talking about it pre-16 than now. But I can still get a little triggered. Can you really? About that series. For sure. Look. You're in the same mode I am. Look, and this is all this is all sports fans. This has nothing to do with the teams we're talking about. This is in general. This this probably has to do with Ole Miss's little window there for a little while. You and I both are dealing with some different situations of, yeah, we got one and that's great, but we should have gotten more. There, there there's there's mm-hmm. an edge about that era with both of us right now, with the Saints and the Cubs, where I mean, look, you don't trade the one because those are hard to get and they're precious and it's all that kind of stuff. And it probably even justifies it to some extent. Sure. Probably mostly. Sure. But. Sure. The Saints won the the most regular season games in the NFL for three straight – or over a three-year period and did not make the Super Bowl in any of those three years. 
The Cubs absolutely should have done more than just 16 in that window with all those dudes. Yeah, I was listening. It was funny. I was listening to a podcast yesterday. I was driving Carson to Tupelo, and I was listening to a podcast where they were kind of going back through 2017, 2018, 2019, and now people know you know you know how this works chase we know things today that if we reported nobody would talk to us anymore mm-hmm. but 5 years from now when everybody's kind of gone yeah. we can talk about it yeah. and so one of the things that's kind of coming out now and we're not going to make this a cubs podcast I promise but it's interesting in in the wake of the trades of Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant and Javier Baez is the Cub front office, Theo Epstein, people are like, why did Theo Epstein leave? He became disenchanted around 2017, actually before that, when the level of investment from the Cubs organization was not what was promised. Now, some of that was because of the collective bargaining agreement that came in that really limited what they could do internationally. Because mm-hmm. I think the initial goal when he got there, and what was that? It was days before the Cardinals won the World Series the last time. So 2012? That's right, yep. Um, was hey we're gonna spend crazy in the uh, in the international market. Theo had tons of connections in in the Dominican, Venezuela, Cuba, etc. They they were going to go heavy international and um, bolster their farm system in that way. And then 2011, Major, but go ahead. Major League Baseball changed the rules, mm-hmm. but even then, I think he thought there would be more money to spend. And there wasn't. And they won in 2016. They went to the NLCS in 2017, sort of ran out of gas. But in 2018, 2019, I think Epstein thought there would be more of a commitment financially. And instead, the Ricketts family spent the money on the area around Wrigley. And then the pandemic hit. The pandemic ended the Cubs run. Mm -hmm. Now, he was already in trouble, but they ended it. That ended it. So here we are today, and now you start to hear some of the back and forth a little, which is it's kind of depressing, if I'm honest, to listen to like Jed Hoyer and Anthony Rizzo go back and forth with one another. I would rather they just not air their dirty laundry, but I get it. You know, I mean, the Cubs made offers to those people. They felt like they should be rewarded for past performance. And the Cubs did what baseball people do now, and that's take the emotion out of it yeah. and stick you into a computer. You don't get the sentimentality contract anymore like you used to. You used to get that last run because of what you've done. Yeah. And they'd be more – it's it's like college football. They were worried about butts and seats. Hey, if you bring him back, attendance stays up, fans yeah. are happy, you let him run, wave and do the goodbye tour, and now they go, oh, we've got rights deals. Let's win. we got to win. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's go. Win. Let's go get better. Yeah. And the word is, you know, there's – there's. here's the little story about baseball that nobody's talking about. The collective bargaining agreement ends at the end of this World Series. Whoever wins it in 2021, the next day the bargaining agreement's over. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to figure this out, and it's going to be contentious as hell. Yeah. And so who knows what it is that you're de- 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 dealing with going into the 2022 season if there is one. Well, that played a role in this. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're getting local underwriting 
that understands your market, a leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. Still a great time to buy a home. 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Uh, pleased to announce that Dead Soxy is back with us. DeadSoxy.com. Go there today and go enter promo code REBELGROVE. That's one word. And check out. Get 25% off your entire order. The best socks you will ever put on your feet at Dead Soxy. Uh, the Grove will be open and back to full capacity this fall. At least that's what we're being told. And the team at 7 South Tailgating will be there to serve any tailgating needs you may have. 7 South is your one-stop shop for all things tailgating at Ole Miss. 7 South Tailgating provides a level of service unlike any other. Their team is passionate about serving fellow Rebels, and it shows. If you use their service once, you'll never tailgate without them again. To lock in a uh, tailgate package for this fall, you can visit their site, 7southtailgating.com, and submit a request, or you can call them directly. And, of course, I just lost that number. I apologize. 662-321-1682. We are also brought to you by Game Changer Patch Company. Game Changer Patch Company developed their own custom blend for treating hangovers several years ago to help reduce dehydration, prevent sleep deprivation, and help process alcohol. Uh, Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system in the market today. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking and while you sleep. Try it for yourself at GameChangerPatch.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE20, REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Also brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. Clay McNutt and our friends in Baldwin, Mississippi. They are a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They have a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and so much more. To learn more, go to ACSLLCMS.com or 662-601-4381. For all your real estate needs here locally in Oxford, check out Nick's Tan and Associates. That's Nick's Tan, Oxford, O'Keefe Graham, Clay DeWeese. More than 30 years combined experience here in the Oxford area between the uh, two two of them. So go to the website, see different things, plenty of ways to search, including gallery views, map views, talk with an agent, and much more. I've used them on both sides of the home buying process multiple times there including recently. So take advantage of their knowledge and expertise of the Oxford area. Clay, also your District 12 representative as well. So that's 662-281-1200. The phone number, again, nickstanoxford.com. You know, obviously, 03 is probably, I know we've done this because we've done so many Fireway Friday mailbag questions. Would you give the Thunder a title or the Cubs the 03 title if you could give one of your teams one title? And I get to keep 2016? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd give the Thunder a title. Would you give the Thunder one? For Carson. Okay, that's fair. So yeah. which one? Now they have to be competitive to be able to win it. What year are you picking? The 2013 Thunder. The he year. was old enough for it to still matter? The year Russell got hurt. Oh, that was the Patrick Beverly day? Yeah. God, that's been eight years since. Yeah. Because I thought you died. I'm like driving down Jackson Avenue that afternoon, and I'm getting all these texts of, is Neil okay? But nobody gives me any other knowledge whatsoever. All I'm getting is, are you okay, text after text after text after text. You know what I was doing, After you? text. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on? And then you like pull up Twitter and you go, oh, never mind. He's, he's I fine. was on a treadmill doing a marathon training run. 
That was depressing. Oh, because you're stuck on that treadmill. Yeah, it was awful. Start like down in vodka on the treadmill at that point. I mean, just because I believe to this day the Thunder were going to win the title that year. They had the best record in the NBA. Their team made a ton of sense. They were really good. Obviously, the answer is one of the Saints titles. I think the year the Rams thing happened would be the one you pick. I think so. Cause that the, was the best team of those three crazy finishes. The, the, the team that lost to the Vikings in that weird game was probably losing. Because they had to go to Philadelphia the next and week. And Philly was on fire. Yeah, they that, probably that, were losing to Philly. The team that the Rams thing happened probably no, was no, the no, title. No, 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 no. What? I'm going way back. Seattle? No. San Francisco? San Francisco. Yeah. Because they host the Giants. Now, I'm taking one from Eli in this process. But... They host the Giants back at home for the oh, NFC yeah, title yeah. game. Yeah. And they'd already beat the hell out of them in the regular season in the Superdome because I was at the game. It was like Monday Night Football yeah, earlier in the year. Yeah. So, because that's what – it's the only time I've ever been really annoyed by fantasy football is I made the playoffs that year. And nobody wants to hear fantasy football story, but that's not what I'm doing. Is I mean, sitting in there in the, in, in the, for the Giants-Saints game, there's like four minutes left on the clock. The, the Saints are up. I don't know, 40 to 20 or something. And I've clinched a playoff berth in my fantasy football league as long as Mark Ingram doesn't do anything stupid. And Mark Ingram busts like a 45-yard touchdown run when they're trying to run the clock out in like the last two and a half minutes. And like everybody's going crazy around me, and I'm like, God. And I'm just like, I'm all pissed off, and Buddy's looking at me like, what are you doing? But I think that's the year that I would would pick. But where where I was going with this and what made me think about it is – Remind me to – Throw another what-if sports thing into this. Is if you had to pick somebody who's not your team and you have no real sentimental reason for why you feel like this, you just get to change the outcome of one postseason. Okay. Because of how bad that sucked, I think I would take that Cardinals 11-1 away and give it to the Rangers. I've always felt terrible about the Texas Rangers in 11 for whatever reason. Down to your last strike, down to the whole deal and the whole David Freeze thing. Like I, That's the one I would change, I think, of any other championship if I could just move one for non-sentimental reasons. I was in a hotel in Montgomery, Alabama by myself. Ole Miss played Auburn, I think, the next day. Of after of the, day after the day of Game 7, I think, if I'm correct. And I still can't believe – I fell asleep with the Rangers winning, about to win the World Series. Woke up, found out the Cardinals had come back and won and could not believe it. I was watching it in a bar in Oxford and just, like, staring at the screen. Feel, feeling I, – I know no Rangers fans, but yeah. just feeling Sick terrible. Sick for them. Yeah. Um, what was, was if Plaxico Mitch, Burris doesn't shoot himself in the foot – Was Mitch a Ranger? I mean, a Ranger at that point? I think so. Okay, well, maybe – never mind. Go ahead. If Burris doesn't shoot himself in the foot, the Giants probably win a third title. Oh, I think so. As And they would have won it as not a road team. They would have won it as kind of a dominant team. Sure. What year was that? I can't remember. It was between the two titles. Is that right? After the first one, before the second one? What, what did he exactly did he shoot himself with? I mean, a handgun. Was it a handgun? I think so. One of the dumber things, November 29, 2008. So it was the year after they won it. They won it in 07, right? It was 07 and 12. Yeah, I think that's right. The 
Giants in 2008. They were really good. They ended up losing in the first round of the playoffs at home. They went 12-4. and four. He did it in November of that year. Like Eli was kind of having an MVP sort of a season. They lost their three of their last four of their last five games of the season. So actually, they were like maybe undefeated or like they were like eleven and one or something at one point. They yeah. twelve and four. Eli was having an MVP caliber season. I think we would view him differently if that. I wouldn't, but the general public would. I think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. No, no question. He had a hell of a year. Did he get hurt? No, he started all games. Okay. Yeah, no, Eli never got hurt. Yeah, it's well, that's true. Yeah, no, he played every game. Um, yeah, it's been what's amazing about this. It's been 13 years. How much lower the quarterback numbers were even 13 yeah. years ago. Well, the game was now. played differently. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it and going, that's all sure. he threw for. But it's a whole different sure. era. I mean, the only people that threw like that back then was my pass happy team because they played no defense. Um, I'm gonna address this because it's in the thread. Okay. There's a bunch of questions about SEC football and beyond. Okay. What happened, my decision to get out of that, and Chase can vouch for this, because Chase and I had talked about it a couple of times already. My decision had nothing to do really, well, I can't say nothing. Friday was the final, that Friday was the final straw. But I was close. I didn't think the show was particularly good lately. I didn't enjoy the show. Like, I never dread this show. Like, today, we our conversation, Chase and I, was, what are we talking about? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Right? It was just kind of, ah, we'll do it. We've done this a thousand times. And I don't really know what the exact number of how many times we've done it, but it's probably more than a thousand. We've, we've done it a whole bunch of times. So, so there's a there's a there's a... I think you and I are a little over 2,000 shows. Now. Yeah. There's enough of a relationship that we know how to sort of do it. Yeah. And we know when one of us is in a terrible mood or whatever, we know how to kind of carry the other one. And we, we've, we've gotten through all those kind of things together. There wasn't that kind of chemistry on that show. There just wasn't. I, and, and, and I didn't particularly like the show. I didn't make any money off the show. As much as I like Chase, if I stopped making money on this show, I would stop doing the show. I think he would say the same thing. And then I got to where, and not to get sappy or whatnot, I got to where I dreaded the show. Mm -hmm. And I've learned some little mental health triggers in my life. And this wasn't a good time for me to be doing something I dreaded that I didn't have to do. And so I quit. Frankly, it was no negative to quitting. There was. I mean, no I'm negative. trying to come up with something, and frankly, there is nothing. There was nothing. I've my time has value. It might not have it to anybody but me, but it has it to me. Well, time's worth something for sure, and especially in the way we, I mean, the way we operate in our and our jobs are. I mean, you're you're carving in your work time throughout the day. There is no eight to five. It's right. just whatever. Right. Right, and y'all would move to a five o'clock stream some days. I mean, that's an incredibly un ungood a, a bad time to, for a show. And it was just difficult. In fairness to them, it was difficult for me to carve out the time because Carson's playing travel soccer in Tupelo this this year, and so I've got to drive to Tupelo. And he, I drive, and he practices, and I go find a place to work, and then I come back and pick him up, and I drive him back. And it's a sacrifice that I'm certainly willing to make. 
By the way, uh, Webb, thank you very much. Yeah, we'll get to you in a second, Webb. We'll get to you in a second. I hadn't forgotten you. Um, but my time mattered. Sure. And it just didn't work. And it's okay. The truth is I didn't do it on Monday, and this wave of relief came over me. You really enjoyed that hour of not I did. And, you know, he's a hardcore football guy, and I'm not. That's not what I'm good at. And it just wasn't a good mix anymore. And football season's coming. Um, Ole Miss opens camp on Saturday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we're actually going to have a, a fairly decent amount of access. Um, we're going to be busy. Uh, this is a anticipated season. We're going to um, resume hand-raised guys on Thursday night as early as next Thursday, depending on if I can get back in time. We take Caroline to school on Tuesday. Yeah, we, we have one more weird week before really everything yeah, gets into Yeah, before everything gets rolling. And then we've got football season. and fo- Morning podcast, by the way. Yeah. At that point. Yeah, we'll switch back to mornings. And But bottom line is I just didn't have time. And I probably would have found the time if it was making me – a bunch of money in my pocket each week, but it wasn't. And so I, but I had talked, it wasn't, people are like, oh man, you got so upset on Friday that no, 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 no. Things aren't done like that. I can't tell you how many times I had talked to Laura about it. I had talked to you about it. I talked to another couple of people about it. And every person was like, look, if it does nothing for you, stop. And look, especially the way we do it with a network where you have complete autonomy to make decisions on what podcast and not to do and not to. We've both done this. A lot of skill is time, knowing when it is time to pull a plug on one sure. and not waste your time on something that's not working in whatever way you see working to be defined. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just, we were going to tape on Thursdays and then, you know, hand raised guys was going to be after that. Well, I don't want, you know, you and I are going to tape early in the day on Thursday. I'm probably going to tape with, uh, with, with uh, Zach on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And so I, I knew there was going to be this time. Laura's going to take Carson to, to Tupelo on Thursday for his practices. And so rather than cram that podcast in and not be sharp, mm-hmm. I'd rather kind of chill for a few hours and do something that's relaxing for me, catch up on some work. We've got pregame shows we're working on, stuff like that be able to stop and just go sit outside for 30 minutes and read a book or take the dogs for a walk or something like that and get myself kind of mentally in a better space to do a show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. That's, yeah. I spent more time on that than I, no, you're all it needed to be spent. But it, I've gotten that question a lot, and I just I felt like, okay, I'll, I'll address it. Uh, Webb, you've always been our guy. Thank you so much. Again, we'll get back into the uh, the hand-raised guys. We'll get into a little better schedule. Hope to uh, see you there as always. Always loving the peanuts and the different things. So, uh, kind of good to see you. Kind of put a smile on my face seeing you jump into the thread there. Uh, Absolutely. I'm looking forward to the fall. I've told people this. I'm excited about the fall. People think, oh, I bet you guys dread football season. I'm like, nope. Because the other thing about football season that I really like mm-hmm. is you get into a routine. Oh, it's formulaic. I know what Monday is. Yeah. I know what Tuesday is. It's 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 so far. And, and, and Kiffin's a morning practice person, which means our work is kind of done by the middle of the day. The which godsend is of that versus the old. 
And I know no, if you don't experience this, you'll go, okay, fine, whatever, cry me a river. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. the practice is over at 545, and you're still sitting there at 635, and you're just – the tension is building inside <laughs> you because you're like, okay, like I'm, 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 I'm missing a lot of time here. By the time I get yeah. done writing, it's going to be nine. nine. Like I'm – so yeah. you you end up almost like mad at the coach when they finally walk in. You look yeah. at Houston like really what the fuck? Yeah, it's not gonna help. Like yeah. you know, like what are you doing? Like, well, it's like it, they it, tell it, you that Wesley McGriff was coming, and then an hour later he still wasn't there, and you're like, why am I still here? What's he gonna say? Well, we've long had those conversations of hey, we really need that. Yeah, good. Is he gonna say anything that matters? Yeah, no. Okay, it's like yeah, you wouldn't finish till nine thirty, and it just yeah, and no, I'm. I'm out. I'm I'm all in on the Lane Kiffin morning practices. All locked in. That's what he's doing. It's yeah. it's yeah. He's 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 the morning guy. I think it's going to be a little bit of a hybrid approach from a media standpoint. There's going to be some Zoom, um, but not as much Zoom. There is going to be some in-person access, I, I believe. Fairly fairly Especially sure. early. I don't know how it will tell or taper or do different things, but yeah. it seems like that's the case at yeah. least here in the new future, near future. So podcast brought to you in part by northeast spark that's s-p-a-r-c servicing people across rural communities two packages the ignite the 100 mbps or the blaze the one gig that powers the clark ford studio i've got it at home as well your hometown team bring you world-class broadband that's nespark.com 662-238-3159 phone services available parental controls network security and much more so find out if it's in your area and if so get the best internet around 662-238-3159 uh, OPC Youth Volleyball is uh, getting started in October. Your registration is available now at OxfordParkCommission.com. It's the first fall volleyball league for girls uh, sponsored by the OPC. The cost is just $50. Again, OxfordParkCommission.com. Also, uh, girls cheerleading is available this fall. Sisters can cheer on their brothers during Oxford Park Commission Youth Flag Football this fall. Cheerleading is one of the new offerings for girls ages 7 to 14. It's OxfordParkCommission.com. Two cheer seasons, one for football, one for basketball. The cost to sign up is uh, $50. Health Carly Ann? Five. Not quite ready to cheerlead. Won't be long. Not quite ready to cheerlead. Um, no, we're, 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 we're focused on individual sports right now and trying to keep those as, 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 as good as they possibly can. So, um, yeah, <laughs> shut up. Um, we're also brought to you by Pinpoint <laughs> Commercial Real Estate. Based out of Jackson, Mississippi, they we you guys missed the pre-show. Uh, it was pretty funny. Uh, services the entire state, all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. <laughs> Sam Cox and BB Mitchell. I'm sorry, Sam and BB. I'll make this up to you. Our uh, Ole Miss grads they utilize their unique skill sets to execute on assignments and increase value for their clients. This week's property spotlight is on the village at Madison. The Village at Madison will feature roughly 60,000 square feet of retail, restaurant, and professional office space with roughly 75-0 lot line residences with Pinpoint handling the leasing for the commercial portion of the development. To learn more, uh, get in touch with Sam and BB, 601-586-3220. Also brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans. They make the best-fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they're uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand-tailored. In Tupelo, Mississippi, one size fits one at BlueDeltaJeans.com. Go to their uh, website and check out their virtual tailor, and you can be measured and design your newest jeans in just a couple of minutes. And Blue Delta will make sure that you're looking good for the first kick of football season 
in September. Um, get 10% off your purchase by using the code Rebel Grove at checkout at bluedeltajeans.com or in the Oxford studio. Uh, it's a great time of year to get a pair of Blue Delta's Genos, so uh, don't miss out. Also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry in Oxford. Lamons is at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for 73-plus years, from engagement rings to wedding rings to fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. Check them out at LamonsFineJewelry.com. Or give them a call, 662-234-2777. And we're brought to you by our friends at Comer Heating and Air. It is going to get hot again. And then uh, the cooler weather will be right around the corner because that's what happens in football season if you've ever paid attention. It starts hot, ends cold. You want to make sure your system is uh, – all your systems are in tip-top shape. You can do that if you live in the Oxford Tupelo area. Call 662-801-1777. Podcast also brought to you by visitoxfordms.com. Go to the events page, see everything going on locally this week and every week. A daily rundown of things you might be missing, whether you're a local or a tourist in town for the weekend. Music in the Grove on August the 8th. That's this weekend. Damian Walsh, 6 p.m. It's kind of like the Summer Sunset Series. Bring your chair, hang out for uh, that. Bus tours start back 3 and 4 o'clock on August 13th. You can call to reserve your spot. Remember, if you get an adult ticket... You also get $100 off a pair of Blue Delta jeans, a little cross-promotion between two of our partners there with uh, them. And then also uh, on August 13th, the Yachnapatawfa Arts Council presenting the Iron Bartender, where multiple bartenders around town compete to uh, win some different prizes and things, best cocktails judged by a panel of culinary professionals and uh, different people. I'm actually one of the judges this year, so I'll have to go and just drink all night basically for uh, for that. Uh, crowd favorite also voted on by attendance and whatnot. So that's at the powerhouse August 19th from seven to nine, a, uh, kind of a celebration, a competition between a bunch of local, uh, bartenders, even some statewide bartenders for uh, that. So you can find out more oxfordarts.com slash iron bartender. So, um, let's see, had a couple different things before we got completely off train of thought there. Uh, I did my early game by game. What'd you think of it on Sunday? Yeah, you did went you look nine and three. I kept breaking you, it down, you. and I I keep coming up with the same number. My mind here's says, the problem though is my mind says eight and four, but every time I do it, I get them at nine and three, and I have them losing the same three games every single time. I have them losing, but you Alabama. can't really get them to ten and two. Is the problem like it feels like a very I can't get them to ten. Yes, and I'm two. saying so. It feels like a very. I have them losing to Alabama, Auburn, and A and M. And I have LSU and Mississippi State as the games that would scare me. And everything else to me is kind of elementary. Like it's, I saw where Rich Bozich in Louisville wrote about the Ole Miss game being a toss-up for Louisville. I'm like, no, it's not. Ole Miss is better than Louisville. No, if Louisville wins, that's a catastrophe for Ole Miss. Yeah, and and, I mean, I mean, uh, I, mean I, I don't bet on games for multiple reasons, especially ones that Ole Miss is playing in, because, frankly, I've seen them lose and win stupid games over the years. But sure, of course. The Ole Miss is covering a seven-point line in that game, unless something goes really I think really it's an eight-and-a-half-point line. Is it up to that? Yeah. They're going to beat Austin P. They're going to beat Tulane. Tulane will be a competitive game, because Willie's done a really good job down there. Yeah, sure. Um I mean, they're a really nice program for who they are, but they're still a six and six ton of a team. Yeah, you still look at it and go, okay, they're going to lose to Oklahoma, they're going to lose to Ole Miss, they're going to lose Cincinnati, they're going to lose to UCF, they're going to lose to SMU, and then if they lose another one, that's six and six. Yeah, and they go, okay. 
And, you know, I mean, we do this thing about liberty, and, and it's the whole freeze thing. Win but if, if, if liberty were coached by anyone other than who it's coached by, literally, no, literally anyone, yeah. nobody would be all freaked out about that game. They get Arkansas at home. That's going to be a win. They get Vanderbilt at home. That was wherever it is. And that's a win no matter where you play it. Um, I don't think they can beat Alabama. They're likely losing to A&M. A&M's just better than them up front. And then I look at that LSU game, and I, I just I know how momentum works in this sport. And this place is, if I'm right, and they're 5-1 and one when LSU comes to town, this place is going to be nutso that day. And I think Lane Kiffin's going to beat him, which leads to a letdown the next week because they're humans. And the next so week, you really think they lose to Auburn? I do. I think they beat LSU and lose to Auburn because of the way the schedule's lined out, and those teams probably aren't a whole lot different from one another. Like to me, there's two teams that are better than everybody else in the West, two teams that are worse than everybody else in the West, and then three teams in the middle that you probably could jumble them up different ways and mm-hmm. get different results, and it would be yeah. I mean, if I tell you I think LSU is third, you're like okay. If I tell you they're fourth or fifth, okay. Same with Auburn and same with Ole Miss. I mean, if any of those three teams you went first or second, you went, wow, really? Right. And then six or seven, you go, oh, shit. Ooh, what happened? And if you told me one of those goes six and se- or sixth or seventh, it's LSU. And I go, that thing turns into a train wreck and yeah. the athletes can't save them. I agree. I don't, I think Auburn will benefit from a coaching change. I think that, um, it's hard for me to imagine that LSU goes from pure chaos to, oh, you yeah, know, it's smooth running engine. Yeah, no, no, no. We got a quarterback injury already with yeah. Brandon out for the year. Joe which Burrow's, I think Max Johnson was going to be the quarterback. Joe anyway. Burrow's not there. By the way, you see he's having a hard time coming back. Today. Not surprised. Yeah. It's hard. He was 5 of 12 in a little scrimmage thing yesterday at practice, obviously with no rush, um, including only completing one pass over 10 yards. Yesterday. It was a pretty catastrophic injury. Yeah. They admitted that balls were just kind of flailing and falling incomplete at this point. Webb, thanks again. He says that Neil's picks are huge. His degenerate gambler boss used Neil's picks last year and won money. Neil say, y'all are our money. I don't gamble, but my boss would gamble on the other. I will say this. Like, Neil is, I think he won it two years in a row, um, has, has done well, and everybody's done pretty well. But having a picks column where – Pretty routinely, we all finish over 500. It's fairly remarkable. Significantly over 500. I mean, there are people getting paid a lot more than we are on TV that don't go 500 in picks every week. Yeah. And, I mean, it's – it's. I don't know that hardly any of us has finished under 500 the entire time we've been doing this. No. We all, we all had pretty good years last year. Yeah. I mean, we, we do a couple things to give us a little bit of some house money, but for the most part, I think a tie is a win. But that's the only real thing we do. Is it ties a win? Is that what yeah, ties a win. Yeah, a push is a win. A push is a win. You have to actually beat us too. And a lot too. of that is because I don't want to have to keep counting and ones the whole time. That's I'm, I'm making it easier on me as the math guy. Yeah, because you even don't want like different numbers of games. I mean, let's make it even yeah, just, and, yeah. and all the way up right. and down the thing. So, but I don't know. I, I come out of that with I. I think they beat State because I think they're better than State. I acknowledge the rivalry, and I acknowledge that the rivalry is different in Starkville than it is in Oxford. But I just think Ole Miss is better than them. I mean, nothing against Jack Abraham. I know his dad. 
Jack was a great quarterback at Oxford, and, and he's a great kid, and mm-hmm. the whole deal. But I'd I'd rather have Matt from a football standpoint. I'd rather have Matt Corral. Rogers is the quarterback, though, right? Isn't he going to win? Think. It? Uh, if you told me Abraham ends up being their guy, I'm not surprised. Really. Are they marketing? And I know this doesn't necessarily matter, but are they marketing Rodgers? I think so. To a degree. I haven't really paid a lot of attention to what they've marketed. See, I think, I think there's a chance Arkansas is better than them. I do think Arkansas is better than we're going to give them credit for being. Oh, now I don't think they're necessarily going to beat anybody we're not expecting them to beat, but right results versus product. Yeah, I think their product is going to be better. Instead of getting beat thirty-eight to fourteen, suddenly you're beating them 30, 37, 30, and you go, "Hey, that's game." Yeah, if you put Arkansas game. in the East, I think they'd be far more competitive. Yeah, I mean, same for state. Frankly, I mean the West is really good. I think Arkansas is going to be a better football team than it was last year with a very similar or worse record. Straight content-wise, more excited for Tennessee or Liberty Week? I think Tennessee is going to be more fun because Lane will make it fun. The Liberty Week has a a real chance of being obnoxious where you're going to have to tell me, Neil, stop reading the national people. You want to get Hugh back on the show that week? Sure, but I'm, it's <laughs> I'm the same. But it's the same rules for me. I'm not going to limit what we discuss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be happy to have a conversation. What or what is the national media going to look like with phrase that week? What's that game look like? Look at Liberty's schedule. There's a chance they're unbeaten. No, they're. I fully expect Ole Miss to be like 16th in the country and Liberty to be like 24th. It'll be crazy. But what's the tone of the exposés of the look back? Like, what, what's the media doing on their flyovers that week? Well, they hated Hugh, and so now they want to turn around and love Hugh. They're making him into a sympathetic figure at this point? A little bit. Okay. They're going to be cheering for Hugh to come back to Ole Miss and win. <sighs> okay. Will Woken be here? Going to write a story? I don't know who else plays that game. That week? Yeah, that week. Possible. Like so? Dan would have a hard time writing that story with any with enough context to make it readable. I mean. He's so invested. Yeah, you think? It's yeah. a great story if you can really tell the story. What week is that? It's like November the 13th. It's like November 13th. Is that late? I think so. November 6th, maybe? I don't know. Somebody in the stream helped me. I'm pulling up a schedule of other games. That week. I think it's after Auburn, and Auburn's the day before Halloween. LSU's the 23rd, Auburn's the 30th, and then I think Liberty comes here the 6th. Yeah, I, I know the order of the schedule, but I don't know days of the week. I mean, days of the month yet. Oh, well, I'm pulling up. I think it's week 10. Pretty sure it's week 10. Yes, week 10. Got it. Okay. All right. So, other games of note quickly that week. 
where else might people be that will take up national media's time and efforts? If I wanted to make this really good radio, what I would do is I would flip these pages in the mic in the mic. You should just as hard as I could, and then well, I'd I told shuffle you them. There used to be airtime with the guy that just read the media guide every day. Yeah, he got actual airtime. Uh, November sixth, Ole Miss and Liberty. Yeah, I got it. Yep. Utah, Stanford, LSU, Alabama is that day. But I mean, that's just a. I mean, sure. But surely they're not going to do that. Again. They're not going to force that again if it doesn't merit it, right? Because it feels forced. We're just now. hammering and nailing now. Yeah. I mean, state plays Arkansas, compelling game, and in its own little bubble. Yeah, there. and that game's in Fayetteville. It is. Yeah, that's where I kind of think there's going to be a little bit of a shift there. Missouri, Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky. Florida, South Carolina, Auburn, A and M is a decent game that day. It's got a chance to be a really good game, dude. There ain't much. This is Louisville, Clemson, Indiana, Michigan's a actually a fairly interesting game. Sure, that day. could be. Iowa plays Northwestern. They're not going to put Liberty on the national game. What's going there? I don't know, but it's- I mean, I know it's. It's August. I know we don't know what's going on, but LSU, Alabama. Well, no, no, no. I know that's going to be like the. But if you told me it's six thirty, unless they put LSU, Alabama in primetime again. Okay. So two thirty, or the eleven right after game day. Oh boy! That, now from because you could do some game day stuff and then go straight into Liberty Ole Miss. Yeah, and then you could talk about it all day. Texas Iowa State that day is a fun game. Oh, that is a fun game. That's a good game. If Texas is worth a damn. Well, that's that's true. Yeah, there's not much here, dude. There it's a it's a it's a low it's a, it's a light week. I mean that Navy plays Notre Dame. There's not much here. No. Well, it's it's potentially the third biggest game of the week. Look. Nationally. If Liberty is unbeaten. And Ole Miss is a – let's just say I'm wrong and Ole Miss happens to go to Auburn and survive it, okay? They're a one-loss team. It's it's game day in town kind of thing. Can you imagine the signs in the Grove for a Hugh Freeze game? If no, Ole Miss was If Ole Miss you, was rolling. Stop. You, you. <laughs> ESPN would go, nope. Sorry, I, I, I get would it, they? but I don't know. Or would they go, this is absolute gift from the gods? I mean, Jesus. Actually, freezes. Yes. <laughs> I didn't make that joke enough. I had it right there. I even did like the breezes thing. Like It was right there. Didn't, <laughs> never pulled that off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what speaking of massages and stuff did what have what have you thought of the whole deshaun watson have you watched the I'll video like interviews four and a half on that segue but sure whatever <laughs> go ahead <laughs> have you watched the videos of the masseuse talking about his demands i've read on the about it. i have not actually watched the video i've watched some of the videos it's wild How would you go about asking for that? Well, again, as I told you this morning, you have to be the most narcissistic human on the planet 
Because A, you've got to think that person is interested in that. And yeah. then B, the nerve to actually voice that thought into action. I mean, I, I mean, I've had, I don't know, I mean, 20 massages in my life, yeah. probably something yeah. like that. I yeah. mean, no, I couldn't even figure out like how in a normal human's, well, you couldn't in a normal human, but in a normal human's brain to think, okay, this is the moment that this comes up, so to speak. Like, what do you, what, what do you, what do you, what do you do? That's what I mean. I've, I've had about the same amount, especially when I was yeah really running a lot and I was trying to just grind through it. And I've told you I had the one in Nashville where I, I was get, I'd gotten to a point where I could hardly walk. I was so tight. That's when you had all that fascia in your, mm-hmm. in, in your thigh. And I told her about it, and I could tell she thought, oh, he's – and she's like, well, here's what we're going to do. Take this towel and everything. You do one thing, and I'm out of here. And I'm like, I'm just – I'm not – that's not what I'm here for. Yeah, I've had it. And then I think at, over the course of it, she realized that I was being serious and it was all good. Which but, means, though, at some point, well, somebody so at, has... Near the end, I said, so... Because there was a level of trust that had been built by this point. And I said, so do you deal with this a lot? And she was like, oh, you wouldn't believe. Then I asked, who's the worst? And she told me, which was a shocking answer. But Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Okay. I'll say it here. I said, who's the worst? And she said, cops. Oh, you told me that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now she said, I remember that. There. But anyway, my point was, I was, I, I couldn't imagine asking for what, yeah, no. You think it's over for Watson now? Because he didn't, he hasn't come back to practice since those interviews came out. Yeah, because at some point you're trying to protect your fan base and just, you, you, there has to be a level of you don't believe anymore or it's not worth it. Because, I mean, look, that's what that's what pro sports are in general is, is it worth it? And this isn't to get on anything else, but Tom Brady would have to do a lot of crap to no longer be worth it for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. He'd have to really, 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 whatever. Well, taking out all the other stuff, because I'm not talking about that, but like the San Francisco 49ers got to a point where Colin Kaepernick was no longer worth whatever. You know what I mean? Like every player has a perceived value – and then they have crap going on on the side, whether it's zero or a hundred. Yeah. And when that gets, it's kind of like the hot crazy scale. When that gets tipped, you're out. That's it. And it feels like Watson, with this, has finally gone over that scale because I mean he had a lot of leeway. He's a good quarterback. Yeah. But now you have to go, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. And you're in Houston, like eh. yeah. No, There's some markets that take it better than others. They they look back now, and I'm sure they wish they traded him. Somebody, oh, somebody else's problem. Yeah. We'll, say, know, we'll take the second round pick or whatever we get. And, I don't know that they could get value at this point. Anything resembling value at this point. Who knows what you're dealing with. But I thought it was interesting that he opened with he opened with the team in camp. And then as this details have come out. Not criminal things, but just creepy things. Frankly, how do you market Frankly, that? Frankly, creepy is worse than criminal in some ways. In some ways. From a marketing standpoint, it's really hard. From a deciding what you're doing, depending on what the crime is, obviously. 
Yeah. It's got to be over. Yeah, I, I just, I, I can't, I can't make myself think any, any, anything else. So, podcast brought to you in part by Tyson Drugs and G and M Pharmacy. We've been telling you for a while now that state and school employees in the area. In short, if you are uh, signed with an insurance provider who's a CVS Caremark. That's a pharmacy benefit manager. Don't confuse it with CVS Pharmacy. Prescription cards have kind of the logo on it, but you don't have to do anything. Stick with your local pharmacy. Let your local pharmacy take care of you. Hopefully that's G&M or Tyson Drugs. With G&M, you get local delivery in the Oxford area. You also get MedSync. Fill your prescriptions the same day each month to take care of you, whether it's one trip to the pharmacy or one delivery. Let G&M be your local pharmaceutical specialist. Again, that's 662-236-2222. We're also brought to you by the College Corner. It's one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com and find them on Facebook and Instagram. Brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle uh, is based in Madison, Mississippi. Clients in more than 20 states. Advisors in multiple states as well. You can also get in touch with their 401k advisory services team. And they'll conduct a complimentary, no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com. And we're brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Thinking about traveling uh, this holiday time. A lot of stuff going on with the pandemic and what's open and what's not open and all of that. Don't take chances. Get in touch with John. Give him some parameters and a budget, some idea of what you want to do. And then let him do the research for you. He'll come up with a ton of options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of the services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. Grenada Nissan's the place to go if you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. They have a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well at Grenada Nissan. I've got a mailbag up at RebelGrove.com. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Also brought to you by Alpha Specialties, located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. Alpha Specialties is the premier trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got Load Trail. They've also got uh, Hallmark Cargo Trailers. They can work with third parties to have game day trailers and concession trailers built as well. They've got uh, spare tires and wheels starting at just $100 a full selection of trailer parts and accessories, hitches, winches, straps, and more. They also do all types of truck accessories, and listeners can get a 10% discount off a yearly trailer service and inspection at Alpha's Full Service Shop, 601-932-9798 or alphaofms.com. Our interview with Chance Campbell yesterday is brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. They're stylist hand-select pieces from top designers. From work to lifestyle to nightlife, there is the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Um, look through a couple different uh, headlines here. Um. Hamels joining the Dodgers. Cole? Mm-hmm, I guess. 
So I guess Trevor Bowers finished for the year. Is that what we're saying now? I haven't seen anything to to dispute that at all. Um, the American Commissioner Mike Oresco denies any collusion to add Big Twelve teams. Okay, good. Fine, you said that. I don't believe you yes. at all, but yes. awesome. He, uh, he he was kind of precise though. He uh, he denied allegations that his conference quote strategically aligned or plotted to influence conference structures. That's a word salad. That is that, a word I salad. I mean, that, that, no, I have to kind of like break that down as he as he goes and go. Okay. Sure. Yeah, you know, he was like asked the question. He goes, no, no, wait, wait, ask me that question again carefully. Yeah. What exactly are you asking? Yeah. What depends on what the definition of is is. Like, I'm. I'm Did we conspire with who? Our con- oh no, we didn't conspire with them. Our conference has never strategically aligned or plotted with ESPN to influence conference structures. Quote with ESPN could be a part right. of this too. Um, we wouldn't do that. No, ESPN has never done that and no. would not do that. Of well, course okay, not. How do you know that? <laughs> hey, we're on their team. They would never trust us. <laughs> no, they would never. Do you know the people at ESPN? Because yeah. they know. Salt of the earth. Oh. We do consult with our television and business partners on issues related to our conference. Everyone does. Yes, but any suggestions or statements that we colluded with ESPN with regard to the structure of any other conference is completely unfounded and grossly irresponsible oh, accusations. That's all I really have to say at this point. I'm offended right now well, for that, the That's American. my favorite part of when <laughs> you're lying and you're trying to come up with it is not only is it wrong, <laughs> but I'm offended. Yeah. That's a gross mischaracterization <laughs> yes. of what we do. How dare you accuse <laughs> us of calling TCU through ESPN to see if they might want to join in a state of panic. See, we called ESPN and asked them if they would be interested in TCU with us. And then we called TCU, but we did not. You see, what happened was we were just talking to ESPN about the stuff that we always talk to ESPN about. And they happened to say, hey, did you guys hear about the Big 12? And we were like, yeah, that sure sucks, right? And they ESPN was like, yeah, we don't really know what's going to happen with Baylor and, and, and uh, I don't know, you know, uh, TCU. And all we said was, look, we don't want them to be homeless. So if things don't work out, let them know that maybe we would have a place for them. We would be amenable to talking about that. Anything more than that is a gross mischaracterization of what happened and it's offensive. So they're basically just trying to stay calm and analyze the situation. Of course, stay calm. Okay. All right. Here's my question. Why sure. is anybody offended by this? I, I realize that Bowlesby has to act like everything's offensive, but come on, Bob, you've done business before. He's just act I mean people yeah, people line things up. Most guys, the the good players, when they get in the transfer portal, they know where they're going. It's already done. Or else you don't get into the portal. You might take a couple feelers and go, okay, I'll listen to you. Chris but. Paul didn't opt out of the last year of his contract until he knew that the Suns were giving him a new contract. Right. I mean, we understand this. Yeah. You, Of course people are working to get their landing spots down you wouldn't you wouldn't be doing your job if you didn't do that there's so much happening behind the scenes right now that it's dizzying i mean not to get on the whole topic again but the moment that the story broke in the houston chronicle 
Everything that had been under the surface popped to the surface. And you knew that it was on. Everything was sped up. It's on. Bowlesby still the commissioner of the Big 12 in six months, assuming there is a Big 12. At this point, you're Big 12. Why even remove him? Yeah, right? I mean, at this point, he's probably your best bet. Yeah. So nobody's jumping ship. Here's the problem for the Big 12. How do you even give me the scenario where the Big 12, quote, survives as a Power Five league? No, there isn't. There isn't. I mean, I'm trying to come up with one. Just. It, it, if there is one, it's merely a promotion for a lot of teams. But from where it matters, there isn't one, which is what TV rights deals look like. Here's the only one, and TV would say, yuck. The only thing you could do is try to raid the American. That's what I'm saying. And raid like the Yeah, Mountain you grab West, Houston and you grab whomever. UCF and Cincinnati and maybe you convince BYU to join. Yeah, that would be the... But that's my point. That, that number is not going to be the SEC number. ESPN would rather say, hey, I have an idea. Why don't we prorate the American deal? Yeah. Add those teams. And we'll increase your deal. And we, Yeah. Yeah. We'll give you guys a little more validity. We're we'll, fine with TCU Houston. We'll show that. We'll market you a little better. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, TCU Memphis on a Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. Kicking, kicking off the football weekend. Yeah, sure. That's where this is going. There's there's no doubt that's where this uh, this thing's headed. So You know, and if it's the Kansas Big Ten thing that kind of popped yesterday. Look, if Kansas can get into the Big Ten, and I'm not convinced they can, but if Kansas can get into the Big Ten, anybody who's advising Kansas to say, hey, well, why don't you wait four years? Hell no. no. We're in today. We're going tomorrow, right now. Yeah. That's a good point. Gridiron says this. You'd also, yeah, you'd call Boise State and just go, hey, come on, we'll – We'll do it. I, I get that. Here's where I would, if I'm hand-raised guy in the room, okay, Boise State has a nice football team most of the time, but what is their brand? There isn't one. They've even only, I, mean, I know this doesn't matter, but they've only even had a baseball team back one year, and they might have stopped it again. Well, but to that point, okay, what do I do about, I'm the AD at Big 12, we're talking Big 12, uh, TCU. Yeah. So I got to fly my volleyball team to Boise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got to get my track and field team to Boise. Yeah. Hey, let's go grab Houston. We'll take them up. What's there. in that for us? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's in, and if I'm at ESPN, that's cute, but Boise versus Baylor, is that really moving the needle? Yeah, I know. What's that doing for me? Nothing. Nothing. Boise's, but there, is, there aren't moving that's needles. The, they're they're so, screwed. Yeah. Boise State, Kansas State. I mean, hell, for that matter, BYU is a fairly big name. And if it's BYU, Texas Tech, am I locked into that? No, the only goal was to go up with that American and then see what happens. That's the American can come in and say, we're going to add some of those teams, put them into our deal where we're, we admit we're a minor league. We're not playing the ABC game of the week until the championship week. And we'll play that on Friday afternoon. We're the American. We're going to play some Thursday nights on ESPN. Give us a two or three quasi-bigger names, and we'll market it as we're the AAA. We're the, sure. We're the best show in AAA leading you into your football weekend. Yeah, we'll play some Wednesday nights. We'll play some Friday nights. We'll play some Thursday nights. You bet. You bet. 
You want to put UCF, Texas Tech on Friday night, first weekend of November? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Every sports bar in America will have it on. Yeah. We know that on Friday, on Saturday afternoon, you're watching LSU Alabama, but Friday night, you'll watch us. Yeah. And I think that's the next move. I, th- I think it's the American taking that jump, seeing what happens, and they grab a few of them. Maybe you, the Big Ten is going to grab a couple of these at least, probably Kansas and Iowa State, and then you you you, you go from there. I think but. so. I think the Big the Big Ten Pac-12 thing is what you need to be watching. Yeah. Do they have a merge? Can, well, can they, can they make it happen? And if they can't, do the powers that are in the pack in the Big Ten get antsy? Right. Do the powers at the top of the ACC get antsy? We got another month, or I think starts to do a little more. I think we have four or five weeks. I just don't think people realize if if I'm right, and a lot of people are right, and Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC next fall. Imagine what this show is like. A year from today, when Ole Miss adds Oklahoma and Texas to its schedule. Yeah, I know. When we got games on the docket, week five, Oklahoma at Alabama. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are massive games. Yeah. People will be so excited. The rest of the country is going to look at that and go, whoa, man. It picks up so much direct and indirect branding and marketing and, yeah. and, and Q ratings. Yeah, I mean, the – Florida at Oklahoma be one of the biggest games in in Norman and forever. You know, Texas at Auburn, whatever. Pick your game. I mean, there's literally 15 matchups that I could name that would be like, whoa, that's exciting. Yeah. How big of it, like if Texas played at Kentucky, that's the biggest game at Kentucky in a long time. Yeah. And all the, all that what you market it and all of that stuff, it just, the rest of the country is going to look at it and go, we've got to figure out a way to get a piece of this. All right, more tomorrow. We'll talk a little more about some marketing and rights things. Kind of as a tease, just seeing here, Notre Dame's home opener is going to be exclusively streamed on Peacock, not actually shown on NBC. So, Who do uh, they play? Toledo. Oh. Um, so a little bit of a change there. We'll talk about what that means, what other programs might do with some things like that. That's and pretty more. smart. Yeah, it's all good. Tomorrow on the show. So appreciate everybody hanging out as we kind of ran through a potpourri of topics. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.